100.7 FM WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight, exclusively by FNM Bank. 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. Right here in Hendersonville, FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlights, Tony Richards. Welcome to Sumner County Spotlight on this Sunday morning. I'm your host, Tony Richards. Sumner County Spotlight brought to you each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. by FM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Also at myfmbank.com. We appreciate their sponsorship. And this morning we're talking with Sumner County Clerk Bill Kemp. Bill, welcome to the program. Good morning, Tony. Glad oh, to be here. It's good to meet you. We appreciate you spending time with us. So, of course, uh, why don't we just get to know you a little bit first, uh, kind of where you're from how you ended up here in Sumner County and and uh, a little bit through your career. Tony, I'm a local boy. I grew up here in Gallatin, graduated Gallatin High School, uh, went away to school all the way to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. So I, okay. I was uh, MTSU. MTSU, graduated there in 1985, uh, came back and went to work in the clerk's office in 1986. So it was, wow. I've been been in the county clerk's office all my life. I've been working in the clerk's office longer than I haven't been working in the clerk's office. Uh, so I've been there. Jimmy England was the county clerk, uh, and he was clerk here for 24 years. Now, these are elected positions, it is. are they not? Okay, it, it, yeah. Every four years, the county clerk runs, and there, there's a county clerk in all 95 counties across the state. It's a, a position that's set up in the state constitution. Uh, so everybody everybody has a county clerk there. Um, so mm-hmm. Mr. England, uh, the county was was uh, designing a new computer system at the time. That's and pretty big stuff then. It, it was back then. And, and I got out of college. I had a computer science degree. And we were talking one day at the, the local health spa, old Galton Health Spa, and he asked me what I, what I did. We just got in conversation and what I was doing. And I was selling copy machines. I didn't want to go into programming. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to sell computers, um, but and copying uh, machines were probably just starting to talk to computers. Back it, then, it, right? it was well, not not quite then, not but I mean they weren't technical. It's, it's, they were all just plugging the wall and you push mm-hmm. a button and and make them go. But um, he he at that point said uh, we're designing this computer system, and I can't understand what these people are telling me. He said mm-hmm. he he said you need to come by the office one day. And I thought I was going to sell him a copy machine, but right. but, okay. but I was selling to. You ended up in your first IT job. It I, like. I was selling to she copy machines and he was a 100% Xerox man. He wasn't going to oh, buy boy. a Toshiba. So we, uh, but he, he said, I want you to come to work for me. He said, I'm not going to be here forever. Uh, and it might work out well for you. Oh, and I so see. four years later, isn't that interesting? All from working out. Yeah. <laughs> you <and> never so, know. <laughs> so it, uh, uh, four years later, he he did not run for office, and I did, and was fortunate enough to get elected at 28 years old. So That's it was. Not, but you kind of knew the scoop then, though, because you were there a little bit. Yes. So you understood kind of what you were getting. Oh, into, I thought I knew saying. everything. Well, uh, I we thought, all did I, at 28. I, right, I thought I thought well, this will be easy. Uh, <laughs> Well, um, so you're, you grew up in Gallatin. You went to Gallatin High School. Um, so back when you started this this computer science class, I'm assuming it was all DOS stuff you were learning. Were you learning? Well, or was it? It, well no, we it was it was computers bigger than this room. It, right, we, okay. we were all big Honeywell system. Gotcha. Um, basic COBOL uh, Fortran seventy seven was my okay. native language, so, so you I were translated back where air. You need to have air conditioned rooms. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And change the tapes. Yeah. We, and all we that would stuff. we we would type stuff up in a computer lab we would do our programs and to get a printout we'd have to walk across campus <laughs> to the big computer center to get the printout you know um, and you wonder if all that was really worth it because I mean, it's like actually, a lot of work just to get it in there the only pcs i ever worked on my whole time in college i did took one class a 6502 machine language class was the only time i worked on a pc and that mm-hmm. was with the old floppy disk when the right. disks were oh, actually yeah. floppies yeah, you, yeah. You, exactly so, um so Clearly, you've had a plenty of math as well. Otherwise, you know, I mean, because you're kind of a numbers guy. And um, was that did that lend itself well with your computer uh, science classes? It, and I, well, a math minor was built in to the computer science major, and actually, I was going to to I, I also have an economics major, and I was going okay. to do an economics major and a 
computer science minor well, because those kind of, of the mathematics served you well right into it, this it is, role isn't it, it is, interesting it has my background has worked out well uh, but I decided somewhere along the, it took me five years to get out of school, but I decided somewhere along the way, I'm just going to bite the bullet and go ahead and take the extra calculus that's required and uh, get the uh, computer science major. <laughs> so I did. I got through it. And you survived. I did. Yeah, that's, that's always a challenge when you hear that C word, calculus. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so it, it's an interesting sort of road that got you into this office. So then you you run. Yes. And but that's completely different than actually being in the office and working. Now you're running for office. Correct. How, how was that little the, education there and were transition? Seven of us in the first race. Did so, people freak out when they knew you were twenty eight? Well, <laughs> I had a, an upside or a downside. We, we I just wondered. well, I you know, it's overcoming. It was an obstacle to overcome. A lot of people said, you know, you're too young to do this. Well, um, and you have how many people working there? Well, at that time there was probably. 17 employees and they in the office. Were 17 we people that were probably older than you. Uh, I'm assuming ex- or close. Except for maybe one in the in the office that were that was younger than I was. Uh, um, and but Mr. Ring had good and I had his support. Mm-hmm. So and he'd been there for 24 years and was well respected as a clerk right. and he was an an excellent person to train under. He was a by the book person. He always said, "I would rather lose my job for doing it than lose my job for not doing it." Mm-hmm. So that was a good person to to train under. Well, he must have seen something in you at the time because there are other people there that, but he maybe saw some leadership qualities or things that you had that he's noticed early on. Well, I, I and and when I go back and talk to the high school students, he told me after the fact that he went to my high school principal at the time before he ever talked to me, Dan Heron. And actually the drive going up to Gallatin High School is Dan Heron Drive. Mm-hmm. And so he went to to Mr. Heron and he said, Dan, what about this boy? And uh, he said, Mr. Heron said you couldn't do any better. Well, you know, it's really it, it's I think it's pretty amazing when you see and this dovetails into any other profession. When you see uh, folks that have had businesses or run businesses or, or, or manage them that are older and they see something in a young person and they just they go for it. They give them the keys and say, knock yourself out. You're going to make mistakes. Um, that kind of, you know, I'm sort of the other way. I'm probably too nervous to give somebody control. But uh, somebody did that to my young son. He was about 28. They put him in charge of this whole huge I said, I never would have done that. And, of course, he just rose to the occasion like crazy. So I think there's something – there's a lesson in there, don't you think? Well, it, it, yes. I mean, you have to do that. And, and not just Jimmy England, but also the people of Sumner County mm-hmm. took a chance in me when yeah. I was 28 years old. Yeah. And, and I am I'm proud that they did that. Well, that you know, in that short twenty-eight years, you must have built yourself a pretty darn good name recognition and reputation, or that you wouldn't have been elected. There's no question, right? right. So, and so there were how many in that field? When seven. You- there were seven. There, there were probably three major candidates uh, that that ran. It was it was more of a three-person race, mm-hmm. uh, and was it tight and close? Since you know you were kind of new at this, it. it it came down to probably segments of the county, um, and it, it was Hendersonville, Gallatin, and the rivalry in Hendersonville and Gallatin was was uh, and, and Gallatin and Hendersonville playing football this right, weekend. Right, right, yeah, of course. Uh, uh, was was more uh, than and there was a candidate. There was a Hendersonville candidate in the race, um, and there were two Gallatin. So I had, I had a, another older Gallatin candidate, but I was able to win Gallatin. That was my strategy to win in Gallatin, mm-hmm. uh, to try to come in at least close second in the Hendersonville area and then on the north end of the county to try to be the candidate that comes in first or second on the north end of the county and was able to exactly accomplish that. Win, win in Gallatin was, area. Uh, 89, 90, somewhere. In yeah, 1990. Yeah. And here you go every four years. Mm-hmm. Look at you. <laughs> You just keep going back for more, don't oh. you? <laughs> yeah, but I've been very fortunate since then. That's the last time I had an opponent. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, let's, you know, this is, you know, clearly you must be doing a good job or you would have some opponents. I've got so. great employees. It's a it's a hard job to make a, a chubby, bald-headed man look good, but my folks do it every day. Well, I tell you what, we're getting ready to come to, up to our first break, but I would like to sort of dive into, you know, from when you started, because you've had qu- quite an interesting viewpoint 
not many politicians, and I, I know you're not a politician in, per se, but kind of you have to be, um, at least once every four years, this perspective of, I mean, so many things have changed since 90. And that would be an interesting, uh, we'll, we'll dive into that in a little bit, and just the changes you've seen, not just computer and technology, but I just mean the county in general, and, and all of the services and the things that you guys offer. Because, you know, when people think of clerk, they think, oh, I owe them money from for something. It's just money, 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 money. But there are all kinds of different, um, I don't know if you call them departments or, or things that you offer and that you, you help people sure. with. So we'll get into that in just a moment. We're uh, here on Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning. We appreciate you joining us. And we're talking with Sumner County Clerk Bill Kemp, who has been the clerk since 1990. And we uh, heard a little bit about his career and how he got started. And we're going to talk with him a little bit more about the department in just a moment. Sumner County Spotlight, brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, will return after these messages. FNM Bank, serving Middle Tennessee since 1906. Visit them at myfmbank.com. And now back to Sumner County Spotlights, brought to you each Sunday morning exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard, Hendersonville. For all your banking needs, all in one place, member FDIC. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. This morning we're talking with Bill Kemp, the uh, Sumner County Clerk. Since Sumner County Spotlight brought to you every week by FNM Bank at myfmbank.com and also their location in Hendersonville at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard. And Bill, so you started in 1990 and you had a nice mentor there for for that short period of time that got you cooking. Um, so here we are. I don't even want to count how many years later, whatever it is, 30. Uh, how's, how's your office changed, enlarged, grown, um, the services and things that you provide? How is all that different from what it was when you first started? Well, customer service still uh, is the, the main thing. We, we've tried to automate everything that we can and we're doing things a little different we did have a full-time office in hendersonville and in gallatin and we still have both those offices uh, we offer satellite offices whenever the mobile emissions testing is in portland westmoreland or white house we have somebody go to those locations where people can renew and we have just within this past year we have put in a self-service kiosk for motor vehicle renewals in white house we have uh, partnered with Robertson County and at the Vol State Bank, right on the Robertson-Sumner County line, we have a kiosk machine that people can use once they've been emissions tested. Now, mm -hmm. Robertson County is getting more use out of it because they don't have to be emissions tested where you. we do. But you can once you've been emissions tested, you go and, and you can put your information in there, scan your renewals, and you can renew there at that location. We're starting to see more and more. We're getting up to about 100 people using that a month. Now, Robertson County is seeing two to 300. Well, part of it is just getting people into a different habit. And and you can renew online if you have emissions tested. We're, we're mm -hmm. um, seeing more than 1,000 people. I think last month we had 1,300 people renew their, their license plates online. So that's a number that is continuing to increase. Yeah. And and those sort of, you know, real easy user screens are important. So you can just walk them through the steps, piece of cake. Right. Um, so it sounds to me like it's sort of customer service and convenience that you're, you you focus on when, when people have to work with the clerk. Right. We, we want my, my goal is, well, it's, it's more for me, it seems like production. I want to get people in and get them out as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we have gone over the years, we've gone through... Uh, uh, different things to try to make the process faster. The decals now are print-on-demand decals, so we print them as we go. Uh, okay. All the decals are, are there in our office, and they're blank. They don't have anything hmm. printed on them until we do your transaction. And if you'll notice... Well, I know they probably have some sort of codes or whatever built no. in so that people know they're legit. Well, um, what what happens when we print them? Well, they, they have safety, a, a yeah. security screen on them, yeah. but we, we print the, the expiration date, and we print your plate number. Oh, on your okay. decal, so okay. somebody cannot that that has another plate. If they and, take your decal, uh, they're not exactly easy to get off. Well, so. they they usually will tear up if you try to get exactly. them off. Exactly. So somebody, if they and used to that be was a problem theft of decals. People would take the decal and try to put it on their plate, but 
if law enforcement looks at that decal and it has your plate number on somebody else's plate, they can tell that is the wrong decal. That's a decal really good idea. That's a good idea. And, so, they, and the officers are all trained to know, look, this is you know one quick thing you can take a peek at. So used to, we even when we were on computers, we'd have to get a pad of decals and keep up with the decal. We'd have to pull the number, although the computer would keep the sequence number, but we'd have to check to make sure we had the right decal, look at that number, put it on there, print the new renewal out, staple that decal to the renewal, and hand it to the customer and let them go on. Now mm-hmm. it prints. We pull everything off. It's on the same form altogether. Hand it to the customer. Well, it makes it quicker. Clearly one big change is just you know computerizing everything a heck of a lot less paper. We, we have added uh, drive-through window renewals at both, since I've taken office at both Galton and Hendersonville. Uh, That's and that, something that people need to know about because you, literally if you think of something, I've had this thing sitting on my front seat. I really need to buzz over there and take care of it. Boom. And that, it. the drive-through window in Gallatin is our busiest station in in the entire office we will do sometimes on the last day of the month the drive-through window in gallatin will do as many as 400 renewals through that window my goodness so you're kind of gird up for those days you know you're going to be ready (laughs) so people it it looks like they will go sit in their car at the emissions testing line (laughs) and drive straight to the gallatin office and go through the the gallatin it that location at the Gallatin office, that drive-through window, will do 20 to 24% of all the renewals for the entire county. That one that wow. one window. And then Hendersonville will, drive-through window will do another 16%. So those two windows do a huge number so of the renewals. So that kind of just tells you about half the people do it online and the other half come in and... Do the drive-through and pay themselves, right. right? For the renewals, and then, and then we have the title transactions. You know, when you're changing vehicles and you mm-hmm. need to transfer a title, those those are the ones that come inside uh, and need to do. So, how many people in your office? You said about seventeen. No, no, that's or? what that was in 1990. We have oh, okay, 20, yeah, 23 but, people now. Okay, so you have 23 people. Yeah, and you're responsible for a heck of a lot of cash and a heck of a lot of transactions. Some of the transactions may not be large, but the volume. Correct. Uh, how in the heck do you make last sense year of all of that? we collected twenty three million six hundred thousand dollars this past fiscal year our fiscal year ends june thirtieth and that's a huge increase for just in the last couple of years yes we, is, we, is that all population growth is I, that really most I would think so there's not been the, it, during that time period there was one increase in the plate fee the state had a five dollar increase in the plate fee during that time period okay. but there's not been any real big increases in any fee so most of it is an increase in population and we're we're seeing it well i'm not sure it's more people but i can tell you there's definitely more cars so that's like almost 20 percent. and so with that kind of increase what happens do you, do you start assessing what you know you need that dough just to cover the growth or do you i mean how does that work well we have to each each year, I have to present a budget to the county commission's budget committee, mm-hmm. and we we have fees. Each transaction we do has the state approves a fee associated with it. So we say these are the number of fees we brought in, and we justify what we spend in our budget versus the fees that we bring in. Now, we, we – And the state is handling this emissions thing, which I think yeah. you said was a choice. The, the yes. The county we, decided – Metro Davidson County, because they were the first county to start, they do their own. Their health mm-hmm. department services their emissions program, and they actually have a different vendor, Sistec. Uh, and then EnviroTest does the four counties that started around Davidson, also Hamilton down in Chattanooga test. So the state does the five counties other than Davidson. That, 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 but all of the testing centers are interchangeable. You can go to Davidson County or you can go to any of the counties around here. So they're they, all, they all communicate and everybody knows what's yeah, going on. And at, at, that's another computer change that we, we get that information electronically. So when you come in, that's, that's the reason we can renew online. Okay. Because we get that data just as soon as you've tested. Our computers go and poll the emissions test database to see if that vehicle is passed or not. Okay, so has this has all of this automation been sort of a blessing? Um, I'm assuming a large part of the time of your folks is troubleshooting. You know, uh, this wasn't in there. You said it was. Da 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 da. You know, where you just that's just stuff you gotta sort of plow through. 
And you have old records that I'm assuming you that have been put online, so you can then go refer right. to them and things like that. Not easy. I mean, that's it, a lot of work. It, it allows us to handle the growth without having a huge increase in employees, without mm-hmm. increasing manpower, because all of the automation is there. So in that time from when you started back in 90 to now, I'm assuming somewhere in that period there was a big data input uh couple of years where you were just inputting all this old data that wasn't on the computer. Uh, somebody had to input all that stuff at one point. We, we previously had two databases. The state had a database, and then the county had a database, had a local database. Mm-hmm. And we would interface with the state in a batch environment. That's where we would send okay. our information to the state. I and see. what would happen if if our data or something would not get to the state correctly and that didn't get updated correctly that person would not get a renewal notice and then they may drive for a year or two like oh i didn't i didn't know i was supposed to so we did exactly what you just said at one time when it was bad that there was discrepancies we went person for person transaction for transaction but this this happened to me and okay, we, so I'm cruising along in Davidson County. Yep. Get pulled oh, over. Oh, and it, Davidson County was terrible. I get pulled over, and I'm driving my wife's car, and uh, he says, well, your, your tags are old. I'm like, they are? And I said, well, I remember seeing the mail. You know, we got the notice, right? Well, she didn't do anything about it. I said, well, you can't just throw them away. You, even if you don't do it through the mail, you have to still redo your tags. And he could see how frustrated I was because I clearly didn't know. And But it's just classic. You know, you can notify people all you want, but if, if they don't actually well, do it, you have to update your stuff. And once you don't renew for, the, for that year, if you miss one year, they assume you don't have that vehicle anymore. It can oh, go. It goes year after year. So we we so actually, you go into a special group on the computer. We, right? we took well. You you go into the purge file. We we went vehicle for vehicle. What was on our database to match the state database? Man, that's to just it. massive amount. Of- but many counties and and just decided we're not going to do that. And then we once we got ours correct, we would match anything. That Are you kicked glad out. you did? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. because it made our people. A lot easier. Not get, you know, because then you would get, when they got a ticket, you would have them call you. Yeah, yeah. And won't know why didn't I, why was I not notified? Well, yeah, we, well you so were, we, and it went out on this date. Well, <laughs> no, so we took the pain of getting that, getting it, getting the information straight. But now we work off the same database. Um, we have, we still have a local database that we use if there is some connection issue. Mm-hmm. However, on every transaction, we go and we pull the central database and we pull the most current data in. Let's suppose you traded cars in Davidson County, mm-hmm. and you come in. Previously, we would pull up your old vehicle and not right. your new vehicle. So I now we're going out and we're pulling the central database, which has the latest data. And when we finish the transaction, we're pushing the data back to the state okay, immediately. So, so to you're update. both current. You're yep. both current. You're both mirroring each other. Okay. Yes. Well, this is interesting. We want to talk some more about you know you sort of the collection point for lots of different things. Everybody's favorite three-letter word, taxes. Yep. Um, but uh, we'll get in a little bit more with, with what Bill does in the office. We're uh, talking with Sumner County Clerk Bill Kemp, and uh, we're glad to have him on the program. We're going to talk a little bit more with Bill just after these messages, including from our sponsor, FNM Bank at myfmbank.com and in Hendersonville at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard. We'll be back right after this. FNM is proud to be the exclusive sponsor of Sumner County Spotlight. We'll return with more of the show following these messages. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And we are back at Sumner County Spotlight this morning talking with Bill Kemp, the Sumner County Clerk. Uh, Sumner County Spotlight brought to you every Sunday morning by FNM Bank. We appreciate their sponsorship. And uh, so we've kind of gone through, you know, updating tags and emissions and, and things like that and, and all the ways that you're helping to make make it convenient uh, for folks to do that. Let's talk about some of the, you, you handed me a nice little uh, data sheet here that's got some uh, interesting uh, data on it. Uh, a lot of growth in, in the revenues for the county, but uh, you know, what are some of those things? What are the taxes? What are they used for? And, and can you tell me a little bit about some of yeah. that? Well, as we mentioned, we do. Last year, we collected $23,600,000, and that's that's 
going up. It continues to go up 17, 18% growth since 2015. But just since I'm assuming in your 20, 30 years, you've never seen that kind of growth. <laughs> we, well, it, it's uh, there have been times that we have seen just it, but spikes it's, like it's, that. But now, probably not. This is the last three months have been extraordinary. Well, that's um, what's interesting because not only are you showing growth on this sheet from 15 to, to 18 just this year. Oh, this year is There's unbelievable. There's another 9%, and we're not even, what, I don't, through we, the year here. For motor vehicle transactions, which is 80% of the business that we do, the, mm-hmm. the largest part of the business that we do, uh, July was the largest month ever in the county clerk's office. And you can tell where they're coming from, I'm assuming. Ever. Do you get to kind of like, okay, these are New York, this is L.A., well, this well, is they, New York, this they, is L.A. They, they're coming from That's all over I'm the noticing. place. I'm noticing. I'm seeing and, Arizona yeah. plates. Well, Chicago, and, they're coming from – then August was the biggest month ever. Really? It surpassed July in the county and, and clerk's you were office. still flipping over July, and now you're looking at August going, are you kidding and me? September, while it was not the largest month ever – still exceeded September last year by a thousand. So each of those months we had a thousand more will tax over the previous year. So each and of those months there was a thousand have to be they they have to be Sumner County residents or you wouldn't That's, even be seeing them. Well they, they So you think about they went that. through the process, those were brand new plates or renewals of plates. So they went through the process of getting an emissions test and buying a wheel tax. No, they wouldn't be residents. They you wouldn't. know, you'd be you'd be a good census backup guy. So <laughs> Okay. Well let's talk about some of these other ones. So you got the and, wheel tax. Yep, that, that wheel tax that we do, it's fifty fifty one dollars. Thirty five dollars goes to the school system and fifteen dollars goes to the roads. When so, was that tax Put implemented the the highway part of it has been in since the 1960s the, the and it started at five dollars and went from five to fifteen in 1989 thirty five dollars was added for the school system they rolled they had a property tax increase a proposed property tax increase that they had already voted on and they came back and before it was implemented they rolled part of that property tax back. And put thirty five dollars on the here. wheel tax, and that was right when you started. That well, that's I'd been working there, but but that, that wheel tax, such an interesting story. That wheel tax then got challenged because they put it on by referendum. You could challenge it oh, by petition instead of instead of voting on it. Yeah, I got you. And and so the petition got enough votes. We had already been told, Mister England, then been told to start collecting it before the petition time was up. So we'd been collecting it. They held a referendum. The referendum upheld the wheel tax, but but, but only by six votes. So did you have to uh, sit on that dough for while that period was going on? Well, no, or? we were spending every bit of it. Oh, so boy. It, it was going. <laughs> the, so, but there was a machine that had a discrepancy in the number of people that voted and the number of votes that counted by 10. And really? it only passed by six. So this, this issue went all the way to the Tennessee Supreme Court. Wow. And so it was not settled at the Supreme Court until 1990. So the amount was approved. It was just you can't just stick it over there without getting a vote. Where they took a car, they carved out that you, piece. You have to if you pass by resolution, the citizens can can petition mm-hmm. and take a vote on it. Gotcha. Well, we started collecting before the 90 day petition time period was up. I see. Yeah. And because of all this court action, we'd been collecting over the years and it went past fiscal year because it went to the Supreme Court and back. So in the time period from nineteen eighty nine to nineteen ninety, I was the clerk. So this election, the Supreme Court said you have to rehold that referendum. Gotcha. So one of my first ones, and I was as nervous about that referendum because sure. I was expecting the people to be at my doorstep wanting their $35 back exactly. the next day. <laughs> and uh, you'd already processed however some we, we some had of it. we'd already collected three $3 million and something. Oh, my Lord. And the schools had already spent it, and the highways had already spent it. However, on the second vote, when so it was So that bird had flown. You're just hoping that the referendum uh, hurries up and <laughs> matches it. It, it passed, uh, you know, not by a huge margin, but by enough that it was not questionable. Well, I mean, it's like any other tax. And, you know, uh, hey, we're all taxpayers. You're a taxpayer. Everybody's a taxpayer. Uh, you know, but our famous saying is, you know, once one's created, it never goes away. And here you are in 1960s. But, you know, people have to understand, are the roads exactly the way they were in 1969? I don't think so. You know, 386, everything's just changed. And that has to get paid for somehow. 
So we and we've seen uh, vehicle sales tax and boat sales taxes going up. We we collect the sales tax between individual sales. If you go buy your vehicle at a dealer, the dealer's going to collect the sales tax. If you buy your boat at a boat dealer, the boat dealer's going to collect the sales tax. But I if see. you and I trade cars when you come to then, register that car if you so, buy a car from me so i would uh, even if i whip something up on a legal pad i take it in here's my receipt right you calculate you, the tax and i pay you correct directly now there is there is one question to that and don't that, forget to do that folks <laughs> so if if you're if the amount you pay is less than 75 percent of the book value and the state gives us a number Oh, they do in the computer. The because computer. I know that number can sort of, you know, what the kind co- of condition and, and, the car and all that. But if you've guys got a set number, it's a little easier. And and then they ask a form to be filled out by both the purchaser and the seller that you certifying the price okay. on it. So, so you have a, a form so, they could use. So a lot of times we we hand we have to hand our customers a form. So there and you, so go, you go, and you probably have it online too. Form so number five. If, if, if you're if you're going to buy or sell a car. Go to the site, yep. and what's the site? Why don't we go through that real quick? www.sumnertags.com. So you go there, pop that form out, spit it out. You guys uh, you know, lean over the hood of your car and write your numbers in. Yeah, go and ahead. Scan it and get it back to the office. Every time somebody uh, asks us, we tell them, go ahead. You know, If you have the form completed and sales price is on there, we don't have to ask the question. Gotcha. So, but if you come in and you say the car is $500 and it's a, a – 2010 mercedes we're going to ask you to get that form filled out right and if they've already completed a bill of sale can they just attach that fill they still got to fill out the form i'm assuming if, but if it's but a notarized just... bill of sale that has both signatures on oh, it we'll take that okay I but now you. if it doesn't have both signatures with the sales price on it we're, we're yeah, required yeah. to get that form i understand yeah okay so we do that okay. with both with b- both vehicles and boats we have to get that form that that form is that only the state of tennessee can come up with that form name the affidavit of non-dealer transfer of motor vehicle or vessel Okay. So those are those are the forms. So of. tell us about this business tax. Business part. tax is is uh, your business license is what a lot of people refer to it. So uh, and I'm trying to think of all these because there's there's lots of different ones and I'm uh, being a small business. There's a sales and use tax. Now that's yep. if I'm now we're a radio station, so I wouldn't typically do that unless I'm out selling T-shirts and yep. tchotchkes and and whatever. Then I would need to keep track of that. And fill out that suit of form every quarter, correct, and pay that. R- retail businesses and uh, contractors have a business license. Service businesses have business license, and it, it's not a very big tax that you pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a fraction of one percent of your gross sales that is paid. And this tax used to be paid directly to the county clerk. It's now paid to the Department of Revenue, but it's still right. a shared tax. So that, are they doling it out these to these they, counties? They so send it you back. Keep you, track of you okay. come in and you make the original application at the county clerk's office, and there is such thing. It's called a fifteen dollar minimum business activity. So if you do less than ten thousand, right? When the state started doing this collection, they decided they they didn't want to deal with these small businesses. Right. They said it well, was because no, they come and go, and and you know, and so you can come in and you get a a fifteen dollar license if you want to have a business license. You can do that just directly through us. But if you're in a, a big business, regular business, you come in, you fill out your application. We send. But I'm it to assuming the state you're database. required to. Are you not? If, if you're, if you, you know. if you make over thirty five hundred dollars a year, yes, you need to have a business license. Okay. Now, if it's casual or isolated sales, if you're having one yard sale right. a year, no. Okay. And, and, so if, uh, but in retail, they tend to be visible because they're posted. Correct. Yes. If you're in yes, service, it's, it's supposed to be posted in your business. What about service businesses? Um, it's just kind of a it's now, part of your paperwork. You got to make now, sure you do it. But it's domestic house cleaning is exempt. There's several exemptions from the business tax. So, so if you're if you're cleaning your uh, commercial cleaning, supposed to have a business license. Gotcha. So there there are things that. What if somebody's been in business for a couple of years and they didn't know what they didn't know? They're new or they're new to Sumner County and they didn't know what they're supposed to do. Uh, you know how do they how do they figure this out other than when somebody brings it up? Well, no, we'll, we'll come in and get you uh, get because you have got a database of all the businesses and say, hey, you know, you're not registered yet. You need to get yourself uh, right. up to date and pay some back couple of back years and get caught up. We, and all that. we can get well. We we'll do the registration part and get you with the state, and they're doing the collection as far as the annual. Oh tax. yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay, cool. Which is different than payroll things like nine forties, nine forty ones, and and things like that. Yes. So that's for employees and how many you have, um, but the business tax uh, is is collected from the licenses. Yeah, it's it, 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 it it's collected and then a license is issued for the next year. 
is gotcha. what, and what this lawsuit. this two point four million that was uh, from eighteen to now um, is Sumner County businesses only. Correct. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So as far as your total budget, that's not a giant piece, but it is a piece. It is, and, and it, as far as county clerk collections, it's it's a big number. Yeah. In the, I mean, in anytime you're collecting million. millions of dollars, yeah. it's important to, to to make sure you do that right. Okay, then there's other things that people yeah. may or may not we, know that you do at all. Well, we do marriages. That's one thing the county clerk has done forever. You mean uh, performing them? Or? Well, well, we issue the <laughs> or license. Just collecting. I, I, the county clerk does statutorily have the authority to perform marriages. Really? However, this county clerk does not do any marriages. <laughs> Sorry, you don't have to put on like a cloak and then go no, do these. No. <laughs> and by the way, when you're when you say I do, that'll be thirty five bucks I have, or whatever. <laughs> I have a I have enough work to do without stopping to do marriage that's awesome you so, should do it no you should, everybody write in and say hey bill no <laughs> just kidding and, and i i did do some i, I have done some in the past and uh, have there, they lasted <laughs> i several have i've had people come up and tell me they did but i had one one time i had a couple come into my office uh we did the they said mr camp can you do this we did the marriage and Walking out the door, they said, well, wonder how long this one's going to last. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. I looked down, and one had been married four times, and the other had been married six times. And I said, you know, oh, I, don't, I don't have to do this. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to do it. Oh, I, I'm just picturing you doing a, a, a wedding and then, you know, there with one of those old credit card machines. <laughs> Next, okay, step over here. Well, let's get your license paid for. Oh, Lordy. Okay, so, so he does not do weddings, folks. No, no He'll go not. to a wedding reception, but he do, <laughs> do not. But now, the number of marriages, the interesting thing about marriages, when I started working in the county clerk's office in 1986, we did 1,200 marriage license per year. Okay. So and here we, we do are. statistically, we do 1,200 marriage license per year. We do 100. And that was back when you started? Yeah. Okay, so now last year, I'm sorry, 15 to 16, it says here 1154. Yeah. Yeah. And this past year, is this like a fiscal year? Yes, yeah, so that's, a... that's the fiscal year. Okay. So 1,283. We, we do. We do. This is just like clockwork. You can go every year, we do right at 1,200. Per year. Is, so I'm I don't know. That means there's 600 divorces. Or? I, I, we can't, we don't, you know, as our population, we've talked about all our numbers grown because population, the number of marriage licenses over that time period Isn't has not increased. That is so interesting. It has stayed stagnant. I mean, it's, it's just, it is stationary, that number is. It stayed, it's right exactly where we will average doing 100 a month. Hmm. It's where we've been for the 30 years that I've been working in the county clerk's office. And actually, if you go back... Is that pretty common with all the other county guys you, you I'm sure, uh, network with all the other counties? Is that pretty stable? Um, in most counties, it is. Now, those counties that are destination wedding counties, it has changed. If you go to Sevier County, Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, yeah. marriage is a huge business. But it's probably all over the place, where, where, depending on who's coming in to get married. And where we, when we go to our county clerk meetings, we want to talk about motor vehicle. When you Sevier County, they want to talk about marriages and business <laughs> tax because they keep up with all their businesses. That's that going to be a lot out. harder to budget for, I would it, think. It is. How the heck do they? You can't really count on that. And they have all their marriage stations set up. You now you can go to. You know they have offices that just do marriage license. You know, and I'm. Th- you know, County. it's funny. Because, you know, you think with Sumner, the growth, and it is beautiful here. And I see it, uh, especially with the tourism, that it is becoming more of a destination. Mm-hmm. So you would think these numbers would fluctuate a little bit, but they, not, not they, yet. They have not. So, no. All right. Well, hey, um, we're up to another uh, break in our uh, program here. We're talking with Bill Kemp, the Sumner County Clerk, has been since 1990, and we're enjoying our chat with him. And we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about the clerk's office right after these messages here on Sumner County Spotlight, brought to you by FNM Bank. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard, Sunday morning exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard, Hendersonville. For all your banking needs, all in one place, member FDIC. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight on this Sunday morning, brought to you by FNM Bank at myfmbank.com and at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. We're talking with Bill Kemp, uh, the Sumner County Clerk. And Bill, uh, we were kind of diving through some of the different things you do. Uh, one other thing that I doubt really anybody thinks you do, um, I think they, a lot of people are starting to do these online. They ship them out or they do them at post office and things mm-hmm. like that or passports. Correct. We, we are a passport accepting agent. And we, we were a passport accepting agent. And then about 10 years ago, it shifted to the clerk and master's office. Now, many, many post offices will do passports. 
Um, the clerk and master decided they is were Is that gonna, money coming through you as well then, or is that kind of a separate? We collect $35. There's an accepting fee that we, the office, get to keep, but then the, the applicant has to make a check to the the, uh, to the passport. No, not to the county. Okay. Well, they, they can pay us by cash, check, or credit but card. But then you just take But then we have to attach their check it. to the application to go to the passport agency. I got you. So that, that, and they have to have a check. And that's one thing that's confusing to a lot of people. More and more people do not have a check. So we have to attach a check or money. Or people say, oh, all I'll pay was the card. So and they're said, still old school and you're so, not. So you're, right, you're more current. <laughs> I said, well, well, just hand me that card and I'll staple it to this application and send it to them. <laughs> yeah, they so, love that. So we can't, we can't do that. Um, but we, we do many of the – we started back in 2016. We took the passports back over from the clerk and master's office. And what we found out was a lot of people had gone to appointment only. If you if you the most of the post offices if you go there you call and they say you have to have an appointment and their oh. appointments are two months out. Oh man! So you just can't go in and grab a number anymore. So the only places you just walk in are Wilson County, Sumner County, and Rutherford County. So when we took this back over, we were expecting two hundred applications per month. In our first full month of doing it, we had 650 applications. We were because you're available to do it. Overwhelmed. We had people <clears throat> driving from Williamson County to come up and do their passport applications. Because they thought this is faster. What? Because they couldn't get an appointment anywhere else. Everybody yeah. else was backed up. Now it has settled down some. We still have seen growth. So since. is this something you guys chose to do, or is it just? I mean, how did this come about, and and is it worth it? I guess. It, well, at yes, it. I mean, we at thirty five dollars an application. It makes money for the office. We we do make money. Mm-hmm. There are times that it gets crowded when you have, because usually when a family comes in with all their children, it can be, it can take an hour to get three or four children's applications. But they know. The I'm assuming they know you can't just approve it, and you're not in charge of saying, "Hey, you're good." We we um, are. You can do the application. You can take the money. You can make sure it gets where it's supposed to go. But that's kind of it, right? We're I mean, verifying their data, and we verify that that person is the person who is in front of us, and we check off the things that the passport agency wants us to. Does that? expedite their applications because the passport agency knows that hey it's coming from the county off clerk's office i know it's that they've done their homework if you have not if you've not had a passport previously you're required to go to a passport accepting agent gotcha if your passport if you have a passport that has not been expired more than five years you can renew by mail so if you had a passport previously you went through this process before gotcha you can renew by mail a lot of the problems i know there are services online that do do that that, that can um, you, you know, kind of it's i did it and it i was a little uneasy about it because you you literally send your old one in right um and you're like where is this going to you know florida or whatever who's doing it and who's stealing it they and, they walk they will what they do you, they'll you, walk you just it need through. to be careful yeah. you just need to be careful so they they will take your package and they'll walk to a window for you i see and do the process but the biggest problems we see with the with the passport applications are the proof of citizenship on birth certificates. So you, if you're born in the United States, you're considered a citizen, but it has to be a certified copy of your birth certificate. People are running into that problem with real ID right now. You have to have the proof originals. of citizenship. Or the original. People say, well, this is they, many times they have a hospital record. That has yeah. the have the feet print That's on it. Not That's the not the certified copy. Yeah. What what you have to have, you have to have a record issued by the state where you were born. And most times it's state. Sometimes it, it could yeah. be So if you can't find it or you, whatever. You need to go back to the, the state, state where you were born and certified. get certified with the state seal signed by the state register. And it needs to be certified. And then the second thing is the check. We have to submit a check with the application mm-hmm. uh, to pay for it. And then you have one passport photo that goes with the application. And we have to use get a, make a copy of your ID, make a copy of your driver's license. Mm-hmm. And all those things have to match. And yeah. if they don't match, we have to explain to the passport agency why they don't match. If it's cha- your name is changed because of marriage, we have to send a certified copy of your marriage certificate. If it's changed gotcha. because of of uh, of 
Well, a I court mean, order. I, I, you know, the good news is, I mean, I'm glad somebody's on top of this and so. keep keeping track of it to make sure it's correct. But it's just interesting in the clerk's office because you know it is a lot of data. You got tons and tons and tons of transactions. The dollar amounts on some of them might not seem large, but like you said, boom, there's 20 million, there's 24 million, there's another 2 million for this. And it does add up. And just the volume of transactions means that these procedures that you have and, you know, seem to be really important and the systems that you have in your office to make sure things are accurate. I mean, who implements those systems? Are they, are they set by the state, or are you you actually saying, okay, how can I make my office more efficient in laying out these sort of? It's got to be easy for the consumer, but I need my data so that I can do my end of my work. How do you? How well, do you- we we try to look at our processes every day, mm-hmm. and and try to make it as simple. And I know many times people come in and look and and think, well, that's ridiculous. And I've had a couple couple of issues this week. Um, I was speaking to Leadership Sumner, and I had one lady say, why do I have to show my uh, my fraternity card every year when I renew my license plate that is issued for the fraternity? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, let me let me go get my book and show you. <laughs> and so we got pulled the county clerk manual book, and it said, you must show your membership. Yeah. And so you're just, you're a rule follower. So I, mean, I, you? I mean, you really do. No, you have to follow the rules. And, and I said, now, if you saw somebody driving down the road with one of those plates, and they weren't part of your exactly. sorority. What would you say? Yeah. She says, "Oh, I would be upset." And I said, "There well, you go." I said, this ensures that. That's that's and what it, we have you know, to do. Let alone veterans and things right. like that. These all these specialty plates and things, so, which are great. But look, you can't go around and drive a UT plate if you never went. I mean, I guess you. Well, you can paid, if you pay the money. Pay you can money. Yeah, exactly. Everything's <laughs> got a price. UT doesn't have that, but <laughs> yeah. but there are some specialty plates sure. that you have to meet a criteria Dis- to have it. American veterans, and, and we, I mean, there's yeah, and you know what? You need to respect that because, you know, if you didn't do it, then don't be acting like you did. So Ducks Unlimited are one that you have to have your current membership card, mm-hmm. and so those are those are certain plates like that you have to show, and you so have she to show it every year. After you talk to her, <laughs> so well, she I said, now if you're going to change, she said, my I don't have to renew this; it's lifetime. And I said, well, then you need to get with your association, and they need to change what we have to have. Exactly. And and tell them that we don't have yeah, to have fine. that if card you on renewal. Keep the database. Knock yourself yeah. out. It's one less database right. you have to keep track of. So that's very interesting. Um, any other things that uh, that either you're doing or are on the horizon? Well, we do, I mean we do several things. The uh, one thing that we get many questions about is when is emissions testing going to stop for Sumner County? So that's a big question that we get. Uh, well, last, a lot of states don't do it or did do it and then stopped and then do it again. So how do you... We are in the process of stopping. Now, I cannot mm-hmm. tell you when it is going to stop. Last year at state legislature, our legislature voted to end uh, mandatory emissions testing. Is it because on the manufacturers and they're fulfilling their need and they're like, okay, there's there's no sense in doing five tests for the same thing? I, I think so. I think yeah. our air quality has improved to the point that we meet the standard. We're below the threshold that the EPA sets. However, now, at, what about if they were just older cars? You said, hey, fine, we're still going to do emissions testing for any cars that are 1990 and older or whatever. The yeah. process that we're in, TDEC, which is our environmental agency for Tennessee, mm-hmm. has submitted a plan to the EPA, the, the federal environmental um, agency, that for our air quality, that our air quality will not diminish if we stop testing cars. So it is a lengthy process that we're in. At this point, we don't know when. We're still required, both by state law and federal law, to uh, to test vehicles, or, or I'm required to have a compliance certificate before I renew or before I sell a new plate. Now, Monday night, the county commission has a resolution asking the EPA to speed up the process and let Sumner County out of that requirement. So we are getting uh, anxious about the process. It's been more than a mm-hmm. year since the legislature has passed their act to uh, stop emissions testing, and we're still having to do it. Well, I think one thing that's kind of important is people may associate the clerk's office and you because you're collecting some of these things and you're helping with people with the forms that you're creating this stuff. And you made it pretty clear early on in the in the conversation that look, if you have a say so, the people are still driving this train. 
<laughs> you know, and if there's something that they want changed, they need to get involved. If they've got questions or they want to know about the emissions, they need to get involved. You can't just complain about it. You know, speak right. up. Because um, that's what your representatives want to hear. They want to know, you know, what – they're just trying to execute. But the clerk comes in and does the execution of what was decided. Correct. You know, I, I'm going to be the second. And, and that's that's what people need to understand. That you're not. Bill's right. not over here going. Hey, you know, we're going to do this. You're like, I'm going to do what? You're you're given right. a job, correct? I want emissions testing to stop. I'm going to be the second happiest person in Sumner County. Right. The first is the people whose car won't pass. Yeah. After them, <laughs> I'm going to be the second happiest person once it stops. Yeah. So it it. it clears us from one big hurdle and hassle that we have to go through and help people. Well, with. you know, everybody's got maybe an old beater truck or whatever. Yeah. Let's just say, you know, we're sitting on one of those and it doesn't pass. Then they have to make a decision. Is it going to be worth getting yeah. this up to snuff or just unload the truck and forget the thing? You know, and that's, you know, that's what you got to kind of figure out because, right. you know, now when this is gone, what happens? The state says, you know what? Enough of these old trucks or cars or whatever are off the roads. It's not going to affect us, like you said. All the manufacturers have strict guidelines, and they're meeting them. So this is kind of pointless. Right. So, okay, cool. Well, we are talking uh, with Bill Kemp, the Sumner County Clerk, and we're coming up uh, on our last segment. We're going to finish up this one, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about kind of what's in the future, talk about the website, talk about the office, uh, ways you can contact uh, the clerk's office with questions or things, concerns that you might have, and we're going to come back and do that in just a moment. Right here on Sumner County Spotlight, brought to you by FM Bank at myfmbank.com and at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Sumner County Spotlight, brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, will return after these messages. FNM Bank, serving Middle Tennessee since 1906. Visit them at myfmbank.com. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to our final segment on Sumner County Spotlight, brought to you by FNM Bank and myfmbank.com. And we're talking with Sumner County Clerk uh, Bill Kemp. Bill, it's been uh, enjoyable chatting with you. Yep. As we uh, kind of get ready to wrap up the program, we've got about uh, five, ten minutes here. Um, one we talk a little bit about what's available for the public, what they need to know about the clerk's office, where they can get that information. Yeah, mo most of the information is on the website that we have, Tony, and, and that's one thing that I do with my computer background. That's the one responsibility that I take daily almost. I'm out there putting information on the website. If we have questions or if I get more questions about a subject, I add that to the to our website, and that's sumnertags.com. Uh, the one area of the website that people use quite a bit is for the county commission. The county clerk acts as the clerk of the county commission. So I'm responsible oh, for keeping that. so that's the minutes for the county commission. So okay. we have all of the minutes for the county commission, uh, both the commission and the committees, out there available on the website. All the you decisions, can, all the re resolutions, all the... Go there. Also, the video of the commission meetings are there, and those meetings are now live streamed. So Monday night at 7 o'clock, if you want to go to our website, SumnerTags.com, and, and click on Commission, or even, there's a link there right on the homepage for Commission Meeting Live that you can click and you can watch. If you're bored, you can watch yep, the yep. county. Or you can come. You can I've watch the county commission meeting. You can go meeting. sit in there and see what's going on. And so that, all that commission information and who your commissioner is, the map of the commission, if you don't know who your commissioner is and you mm -hmm. want to get on the map and see where you live and find out who your commissioner is, so that county commission information is there on the website. So you, especially if you're a new resident here, and clearly yep. there's a bunch of them, this is a great way and a resource for you to find out a little bit more about your represent, representatives, mm -hmm. Um, how you can get things done, how you can pay your taxes, business licenses, marriage license, all the whole scoop. Correct. Renew your car tags. Once you've done your emissions test, you can renew your car tags online. That information's there. And it, just as any question comes up, all this information about the emissions test, I've tried to put out there. We have links to the state website about how emissions test is going to change. We've got those links there. We have the uh, a copy of the bill that the state passed uh, out there right on the main page. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have links to information uh, that you have. And if you have questions, you can call. Uh, call the county clerk's office, 615-452-4063. Ask for me. 
and they'll just they'll send you right to me. So yep. So you say Bill there. Just I'll I'll be be there in a few minutes after we get through here. Well, now this is Sunday. I'll be there tomorrow. That's right. So I mean, do you see trends of of everybody? And this is pretty normal, I suppose. Everybody waiting at the last minute, whether they're waiting in line to get their emissions test or they're coming to your office. I describe our business as month end intensive. So we we do, especially on the motor vehicle, which isn't end. easy because you want to turn over the month, we, don't you? We tend we tend to have. Uh, a high volume of traffic at the end of the month. So when my folks say, can I be off on the 30th and the 31st? The answer is no. We just plan on it. We, we actually, on our calendar before... If you the, can skip the other 27, 28 days, but you're going to be here. So we, we put on our calendar, we call them green dot days. We get those little sticky green dots, and we take the calendar and... Uh, That's we, all we, hands we, on deck. We put, yeah, we put green dots on those days, and we said, don't, don't even ask for it. So... Um, and are are you pretty proficient at those now? I mean, not, you you plan for them, you prep for them, you make sure you're staffed we, up. I we, mean, we you can know. we can look at the calendar. If it's the last day of the month and it falls on a Wednesday, not yeah, too bad. Right. Now, if it's Friday and the last day of the month. Oh, Katie my, that's, the door. that's bad. We know that's bad. And, yeah. and we know which months are, are worse than others. So we can look at the calendar and anticipate when it's going to be bad and when it's not going to be bad. And, and we can also see you on TV on Monday nights, apparently. Uh, Correct. The meetings, right? Uh, on the computer, yeah. But if you got one of those smart TVs, you can see right, it on TV. Right. Yeah. Um, so there are other things that you're involved in the community, I'm assuming. You've been, you're a lifer. Yep. Went to Gallatin yep. High School. Yep. Um, it says you've been the president of the Rotary. Yes, I talk have about been. That I'm, st- and, I'm still and, in the Rotary Club. Okay. Still a member of the Gallatin Rotary Club. Uh, attend there. We we have an event coming up in November of Christmas for kids. We take uh, over a hundred children Christmas shopping mm-hmm. for December, and we have a, an auction um, coming up. The seventy five dollars per couple. Uh, it's going to be at the the Catholic well, that'll Church. That'll be fun. So a nice little upscale Christmas party. It is, and it's a uh, we raise. Uh, Fifty to sixty thousand dollars to help take children Christmas shopping and give the family food uh, a big two usually two baskets two well, huge the shopping baskets are great food. and they have they also have morning and, and yeah the, and there's a morning know. rotary and they help us shop as well and mm-hmm. we are starting a, a new satellite club that's meeting at night now is just just beginning oh, to cool. start for Rotary uh, in Rotary I, I'm uh, on the Vol State Foundation board have been for for. Close to thirty years now. I'm headed headed there when we get through here uh, to a ribbon cutting for a new wing that's uh, being opened up at Vol State for their new mechatronics lab that's being mm-hmm. opened up. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, Galton High School, the athletic booster club. Um, I'm still involved with that. Uh, was an old football player at Galton High School. Played on. I, the, I can't believe I didn't ask you that uh, when I first met you. I'm like, this dude played football. Played I'm on, sure of it. played on the state championship team, 1978. Oh, so sweet. So that's how I got the MTSU. I didn't get to pick which school I went to. The school picked me. Did you I, go I wanted to the thing at homecoming uh, this year? Yes. Yeah. Went, went to, I'll be there yeah. tonight. I'll be there Friday night. Uh, for for the, the, the big rivalry? Yes. And see, back when I grew up, it was only Galton and Hendersonville. I, I, yeah. I got to. A few more schools and, and another one coming. Correct. <laughs> so it was I, when I got to speak uh, back in the old days, homecoming, uh, uh, I was the grand marshal, and they had beaten Hendersonville on the last play of the game. Uh, uh, oh, one of the players had tackled a Hendersonville player with a clock running, and they didn't have any timeouts. And I was speaking. I said, "Where's the guy that tackled the quarterback?" Well, it's interesting because this is going to air Sunday, and we're recording. We're going to find out a little bit, but but it is. And and you know, I know Hendersonville hasn't had the the the, the best season they'd prefer, but uh, this is a game they always oh get every, ready both for, of them do. It doesn't so, make a difference. Yeah. The records and, will not make a difference and, tonight. And Gallatin's enjoying a nice season with a new coach and everything yes. too. So that's working. You got to be pretty excited about that being a a green wave guy. And so, I have listened online to WHIN to the games uh, when go. they're when they're away. So Which, I have I have game pulled it up here. I pulled it up and listened to him. Yes, that's what, old Greg Arias. He mm-hmm. he probably started doing that about the time you started in the clerk's office. I'm not going to name his age or talk about. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so um, he's told you a little bit about uh, you know the clerk's office and and uh, what they do and the the, the things that uh, resources that you can find there online, and I really appreciate all the information about you know the marriage licenses and business licenses and passports and all of the different things that you do and just keeping track of it all is I is crazy. I don't know how you do it. Be honest. I got good people. I know one thing. Everybody's glad you guys are doing it, well, but because somebody has to. 
Right. You know? And and you know, it's such just so interesting with the way you started in your career and and in college and and taking computer sciences and then, you know, uh, some math and calculus. That that's all kind of maybe you were just meant to do this. I don't. I'm, well, I started in the office. Uh, rewriting computer programs and we're rewriting computer programs today every day since yeah. then we've been rewriting computer programs i'm assuming now how does that part work is just before we wrap up here so you've got some things hey i want this form to do this i want this field and this form to do that are you working with programming guys well, it guys or we who? we now have well we we actually have a county it department which is helpful now used yeah. to i was the it department um at, which helps oh, boy, us when you start getting into networks and things like with, that with some things and we have a vendor that that operates with all 95 counties used to we each, oh, okay. each had separate vendors now there's one for all 95 counties plus they they operate the state database so they operate so now, on both sides even though you know 95 counties had 95 different systems he's trying to get everything into a central it's just we're, a lot easier when we're all operating using the same software on the same system yeah. and interfacing with the same database so it, it's much easier today than it was it's not uh, as clunky 10 years ago and especially yeah. than, than it was 25 years ago yeah yeah, well, if it didn't, you'd be a blacksmith, you know, if you weren't learning the new things as you go. So here we are, a couple of old guys, and we have to know this stuff, right? Yes. <laughs> well, Bill, thanks very much for spending time with us. Bill Kemp, the Always uh, a pleasure. Thank county you. clerk at Sumner County. We really appreciate you popping in and spending some time with us this Sunday morning. Yep. All right. You have a good week. And we'd like to thank everybody for joining us for Sumner County Spotlight. It's uh, on the air every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. here on WHIN. And we appreciate FNM Bank as our primary sponsor at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. And we uh, also want you to visit them online at myfmbank.com. That's going to do it for this week. We'll see you next week right here on Sumner County Spotlight. Sumner County Spotlight has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, or even home mortgages, FNM Bank can provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.